Yes, my name is Ahis Anthony. Welcome to the first episode of 2022 on the Foot Week Podcast. It's good to be alive. It's good to see another year. And it's good to be to be counted worthy amongst the living. Let me go spiritual right now. I'm not here alone. I'm here with Chimamaka. We will be on this episode together, reviewing what went down in game week 21. And also talk about the situation happening at Chelsea. Chimo Maka, what's up? How you doing? Hey, hello, bro. It's good to be back here again. And this is 2022. Hopefully, yeah, I, I don't want to sound too spiritual, but I believe that this year is going to turn out great for every one of us, even on Foodie Week Podcast, then in our individual lives as well. So hopefully, Game of Football continues, the podcast continues, and we keep enjoying life as it is. Yes, we'll keep enjoying life as it is. But, you know, football is one thing that we love talking about here. And like we mentioned in the last episode, this is episode 10 for 2021-2022 season. Like we mentioned in the last episode, episode 9, 2021 was good for us. 2021 was something that went well for us, especially on the podcast. And we're so grateful to be alive today to start with the first episode. We like you guys, we're enjoying you guys to follow us on our social media platform and most especially please subscribe on our YouTube channel and also press the notification button to get notification for our new video that we always drop every week. We're on Spotify, we're on Instagram, we're on Google Podcasts and we're on Anchor so you can listen to us on any of this platform. Sorry for blabbing there. But let's go. In the game week 21, we saw games that went down the New Year's Day, you know, football. We had this topic about should the EPL be put on hold or should the EPL go on a break? But over the festive season, we were we were served with a lot of games that went down. Some games were postponed due to COVID and COVID-related issues. But starting on Saturday was a cracker. Arsenal, Man City. Arsenal lost at home to Manchester City. Watford lost at home to Tottenham. Crystal Palace lost at home to... Western United, all the games that went down on the New Year's Day, all the home teams lost. So, so, so weird. And also on Sunday, Brentford defeated Aston Villa. Everton lost at home to Brighton and Over Albion. Leeds United pumped Burnley 3-1. And Chelsea-Liverpool, which was meant to be the main game of the, of, the, of the day. Or, yeah, of the day, which was yesterday. You know, they had to share the spoils 2-2. But in the inscription of this Top for this first starting this um, podcast, I had to say va again. Really, it was <laughs> maybe because this comes closer to home because I'm an Arsenal fan, and everybody were most Arsenal fans or most Arsenal faithful were not happy with what went down over the weekend with with what we saw. But on the field of play, Arsenal stood toe to toe with Manchester City. For the very first time in the long run, Manchester City didn't have a shot on target in the first half. And even 90 minutes, it was a two-target they had on goal was what they used to score because they just had two shots on target. But Arsenal really, really stood up. And Arsenal did what 
everybody thought they couldn't do, you know, stand up to Manchester City, the champions, the EPL champions, current EPL champions. But what's your pick for the game that went down over game with 21? Yeah, I saw the game against against Manchester City, and Arsenal actually outplayed outplayed Man City. It was my biggest surprise to see that game. Actually, I will tell you the truth. And mm-hmm. yeah, here, here comes the VAR and and what has to be done before VAR actually can take effect or can be very much more effective as we than, than we expect in the EPL. We need to go back to the drawing board and let these referees know what they are doing. It didn't mm-hmm. only happen in the Arsenal game. It happened. Uh, it happened in the Chelsea game as well. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm saying it as a Chelsea fan, but but some things have to be worked upon for we to utilize the 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 use of the VR adequately. Because so many things went down that I wasn't in support. I saw some point. I, I listened to some pundits who are also who had their, their own opinions. Was it time? Yeah. It, was, it was a game yeah. of, of football, and the referee had everything in their past to do to correct mistakes and the likes but let's let's go back to all the games that went down like an, on the first of um january, january. Games and realized that every home team lost that game yeah we realized that leicester city was postponed as leicester city versus Nor- norwich norwich the only match that was postponed for that day now talking about the crystal palace west ham game it was a cracker i enjoyed every bit of that game west ham went up three Zero three nil up and I, 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 mean, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't watch I didn't watch the second half. Sorry for cutting you there. I didn't I, watch the second half because I felt three zero up in the first half. Come on, it's over. <laughs> but Crystal Palace, wow! I was surprised at the end of ninety minutes. I saw three two. It was it was it was a beautiful game of football to watch that day. I saw I saw the energy. I saw the I saw the zero in Crystal Palace. Um, Vera was even was even booked at the end of the game. Yeah, he was complaining to the rest that. about some things. Yeah. So yeah. it only tells it only tells you the passion that he had in that game and what he has instilled in his players. So the fear factor is no longer there. It only tells you these guys are coming to battle. So it was a beautiful mm-hmm. game of football to watch. That is for the 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 start of the year. The first of January kickoff. Then we we also saw Brentford Aston Villa. Brentford Aston Villa was a very beautiful game. Brentford came from from a goal down, a goal down to yeah. Aston Villa, and it only tells you so many things. Yeah, I I wouldn't give excuses for the absence of Stevie Gerrard on the pitch and the likes. I wouldn't do that. It is the boys who are playing the ball. All mm-hmm. he needs to do from wherever he is is give instructions. But it only tells you that, man, this is 2022. Nobody wants to start the year with a loss. But we saw those that lost. It doesn't mean that they had to have a bad day, actually. That was for the Brentford game. We saw the Everton, um, Brighton, Brighton game well. and over Albion. This is a team we need to be wary about. Because last season, they were Brighton. playing good football, but they were not winning. Exactly. But this season, yes. they've continued. They've even improved as compared to where they finished last season and now they are winning last they are season. winning games because last season they will play good football and at the end lose or probably draw but now they are going to a way ground such as Goodison impact to pick three points very important very important because as, as you said last season even even this season as well you realize mm-hmm. that that these guys have been playing good football but the problem they've had actually has been grinding out results but i yeah. think they've been doing it since since they picked up that morale that that morale against chelsea i realized yeah these guys are they believe they believe yeah there's no that team that that they will face that there will be a problem to them but mm-hmm. actually against everton everton fought fought they, they tried to fight back after um um 
Calvert-Lewin missed the penalty. He missed the penalty, yeah. Put, put, him, put, put Everton level at the beginning of the game. But he lost the penalty, a good save by Sanchez. And, well, this this Brighton team, I think we, we need to start talking more about them. They are playing good football. Well, let's believe this. I right now the results. Then let's take it back to, let's take it to Leeds United, Burnley. Leeds have needed that victory. We have long awaited that. I've had a bad run of 2021 end of the year. It has been mm-hmm. very pleasant to them. For Leeds United, they lost. I can't. I, I wouldn't count how many games they had lost. Now at some point, I started feeling for Marcelo Bielsa. But they needed, they needed this energy. And Burnley came calling, and they were lost 3-1. It was a beautiful game of football. Then the cracker for the for the new year, which was Chelsea Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that as a Chelsea fan and as a point as as a as an analyst. The game as a Chelsea fan, I never expected so much from Chelsea. Sincerely, because if you watch their last few games, you realize that at the last minute we are conceding equalizers. We are not able to see off games, which was a very bitter pill to swallow. But in this game, we were 2-0 down in less than 30 minutes of the game. 2 0 down in less than 30 minutes. All I saw in that game was the hunger of Chelsea players. Yeah, we had true. an exceptional Matteo Kovacic in that game. We saw the hunger of Golo Kante. The defenders were all up and running, left, right, and center. But my the, the happiness of that game was they decided not to lose that game. In fact, in my opinion, we played better. We are the better team. But we didn't create as much chances as Liverpool did. And yeah. the, 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 the beautiful thing about that game was was that both teams actually drew, but it's a win for Manchester City. Meaning yeah, it's, it's a win because ten, yeah, yeah, 10 points difference. 10 points gap 10, 10 from points the second is, position, is, which is Chelsea. And it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. We know Man City, Man City are good at grinding out one new result, even when they are tired. Now, this is what is going on with Man City. It's not like they are playing so good. Arsenal, Arsenal actually outplayed them. They were just the lucky team to have granted out that result. Against Brentford, where they played 1-0, it was the same thing as well. It only tells you mm-hmm. that these guys are humans and they are also struggling. But the difference between a champion and the others is the champions know how to grind out one new result and keep the three points in the bag. So that is what has gone down at the first few days of 2022 on football. Then it, it's been very beautiful. We are expecting more of it to come, more challenges from big teams, yeah. small team after EPL, and we expect we expect better days, better days of EPL football for the season as well. Yeah, but I, I kind of lost your visual, your visuals there. But let me just work with your, let me work with your audio because let, let's just piggyback, let's piggyback to the Manchester City, the Arsenal Manchester. Okay, you're back. I can see you now. The Arsenal Manchester City game, VAR. A lot of people. A lot of people, most especially pundits and football lovers, felt Arsenal were had done by because there were two critical decisions that were supposed to be taken. Two critical moments that happened in the game where one had to go to the pitch side monitor to check. But I don't know, for whatever reason, the guys in the VAR office didn't tell the referee to go to the pitch side monitor. But, you know, like I said, inconsistency. You mentioned there was, even there was one that happened in the Chelsea-Liverpool, Liverpool, you know, Chelsea-Liverpool game, Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane is fond of doing that thing repeatedly. 
He did it against Arsenal last season. He was supposed to be cautioned. He was supposed to be red carded. He did it on Tieni. He did it on Tomiyasu this season at Anfield. And he has gone again to do the same thing. 15 seconds, first 15 seconds of the match on Aspilo, Aspi for short. So, is it that VAR don't see all those things? Is it that they just tend to pick a particular part of the game which they feel, okay, let's come in here, let's tell the guy, in, let's tell the referee in the middle of the center to go check it out and leave others? Because for me, the trip on the trip Emerson had on Odegaard is a penalty every day, True. three times on a Sunday. True. I don't know why VAR remitted that. Your take on that? Well, I would, I would, I would totally agree with you on that. That, that, that was why I said earlier. I would, I would, I would like the referees to go back to get mm-hmm. sit down and have this discussion or have these meetings. I believe there are rules guiding all these things. All these offenses are offenses. If they are offenses, they should be given. If you have to be critical about decisions, they should be critical about it. We are, yeah. we, 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 we are fighting with with head collision all through last season, wherein we have to start protecting collisions on the head. But now, when you see a when you see a player who is who is constant with always throwing out his elbow to hit a player on the head, we all know that is a straight out. He needs to be cautioned. Yeah, he needs to be cautioned because it's not first time. It's not the second time. Yeah. It's not the second time. So I, I expect if if he's given a red card once, nobody will teach him in the next match. So mm-hmm. but since at least you've you've mentioned three different incidents starting from last season, we, we saw how the whole thing panned out. The same this same season it has happened against Arsenal, the same thing mm-hmm. has happened against against Chelsea, and he has not been given it. If I, if he has been at a straight out grade, I can guarantee you that when he sits out those that 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 suspension, he will come back keeping his hands in his pockets. And always contesting for ball without his hands up. That's yeah. how you can go about it. Now I expect that with the VR being introduced, they should be critical about this. I, I I also think that those in the room in the, have this this um, views to go through. When they view it and see that they cannot give the decisions, then they tell the referee to go to go and see. No, but but, to, but to sorry, I, I just need to clear something out. Is VAR meant to decide on what happens on the pitch, or they are meant to assist the referee in the middle of the pitch based on his decisions, or based on the decision he has made? It is actually as 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 it is VAR, which we all know stands for video assistant referee which yeah. tells you its functionality it should serve as an assistant to the referee when he's making a wrong decision not the decision so, maker this, exactly not decision maker he should assist the referee on this now i i believe that that many a times many of these referees actually act on impulses when i mean impulse i mean impulses on the momentum of the game or what way the, what side the game is falling into? I don't know how they come about this, but I realize that there have been some drastic, some 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 un, unacceptable um, decisions at which they have called this season. You call the red card a red card. You call a penalty a penalty. And don't look. I, I don't see why you consult the VAR when at the end of the whole thing you overturn it. And you no, but for the for, for the for the life of me, what what's really getting me so pissed? concerning this VAR inconsistency. The VAR, the VAR officials, they are there to assist Mm. the referee on some kind of things that happen on the pitch. 
you know like i said impulse there are some things that just happen in a flash that real time that you can't even see unless you go back slow it down play check it out and tell the ref hey we spotted something would you want to check would you want to check the pitch side monitor like on the one concerning where you need to decide if it's offside or onside where they draw that their red and green line we the understand where and, that comes in blue line, yeah. it, it is red and green so we understand that we understand that has come to help decipher or identify if a particular play Which is was offside. offside or if it's a player you know ran offside that is understandable but there are some kind of things that happen on the pitch where the referee would not be able to see the assistants will miss out the VR, they are meant to check it over again. I'm not trying to spin a narrative. I'm sharing a video right now while this episode is going on. Four situation has happening has happened against us now. The first one against Crystal Palace, where Mark Arthur out of nowhere slammed Saka. I didn't <laughs> understand the role VAR played there. The second one was against Manchester United. Tomiyasu, Aston's free kick, Maguire, daylight robbery, robbery rather, you know, pulled Tomiyasu. And the replay went on twice. The VAR decided not to look at it. This other guy, the Everton player, I've forgotten his name. The kick on Tomiyasu's face now added to the one that happened recently. Emerson or Nodigad. Is it that this guy, the VAR guys, just decide not to look into the you know they decide not to just look into what is going on and just decide to play on no one seems to review those situations that has happened so it's kind of like confusing I'm, I'm sorry to cut you i don't i don't know there are there are situations where they just let slide and they shouldn't be because i i realize that that like i said earlier sometimes they act on impulse or, or the nature of the game before mm-hmm. they, they take all these um, critical actions. Now, I wouldn't say there is bias. I wouldn't want to. I, I wouldn't want to put that in. But it's beginning to look like it. It's beginning to look like it. I wouldn't want to say this. I wouldn't want to say this for for the um, well. I'll keep that aside for now. But I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like us to portray so much on on them being biased on all these things. I only feel that they decide to check what whatever they feel they can check. Or whatever you feel they should check, which I feel is wrong. There's some yes. Now they are addressing hard um, when when a player comes in um, with a, with a very hard tackle, they address yeah, such. Even if yeah. exactly always follow through balls, wherein a player even wins the ball, but he's being cautioned with a yellow card. But in the case wherein you see the straight out, why don't you give it out? If you are going to dish out two three red cards in the game, and it is for the rule to stand, let it be done. I don't care if it's going to be um, um, on, on, on the side of my team. I don't care if it's going to be on, on the side of an opposing team. But I expect the rules to be to be taken through. I don't know if you get, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get you. If, if you are picking beats, just a little, uh, just bits of the games, and you feel mm. okay, these are the best parts to give a yellow card, best parts, and not address the others, then you are you are not doing a good job, in my opinion. That's what I feel. Follow the whole thing to VAR video assistance referee. What you cannot see, let the VAR handle, and that's for, me on that. For me, I, I just feel, I just feel things things need to be things need to be done the way it's supposed to be done because you don't just 
it's a case in point the Arsenal Manchester City game is fresh in our memory because I was gutted you know decisions like that is what make a team season imagine if Arsenal goes all the way to struggle not struggle but we know how many teams are competing for that fourth position now if it now yeah. gets down to the last day where the two points or the one point that Arsenal couldn't get in that match against Manchester City or the two points that they miss out in that match against Manchester City <laughs> is what determines their future for next season. So I think, for me, I know they're doing a good job. I'm not saying they're not going to do good. They're not doing a good job because VAR has its own pros and cons. But all we're asking for is balancing things. Let things be balanced out because if this inconsistencies continue, the EPL is a it's a comp it, it's a league where everybody watch throughout the world. People watch the EPL throughout the world, and it's a very very competitive league. You don't want to take out the sting, or you don't want to take out the intrigue, or the the fun that comes with it. You don't want people to start talking about the EPL as a, a league where there are a lot of bad officiating. The, the 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 Italian league used to be watched before. If you notice. There was a lot of people that left yeah. that part. They moved on. But now, we, what we're seeing in the Italian league is attracting football lovers like me. I tend to watch the Italian exactly. league every weekend. Even if I don't watch the game's 90 minutes, I tend to watch the recap, the highlights, because I'm beginning to see some good football happening in the Syria. At one time, everybody moved on from it. And I, do, I pray this doesn't happen to the EPL based on the investment, based on the money that is being put into it. I pray for the love of football. People don't leave the EPL and just go somewhere. When they begin to see inconsistent, inconsistent officiating like this, this is what kills, this is what kills some leagues at times. Actually, let's move on. In my, in my opinion, I, I, feel, I feel the only thing that is going to be a downturn or downfall of the EPL is bad officiating. Because we, we, in the, if you check out in the past two, three seasons, that has been yeah. the undoing of the EPL. Bad officiating. It yeah. needs to be corrected. It needs to be addressed and addressed as soon as possible. So we don't start having, having um, inconsistencies here and there and people yeah. pulling out of the EPL and sponsorship deals and the likes hopefully it's not going to happen but we should address that part first yeah we hope we hope it gets addressed but moving on what's happening at Chelsea you're the Chelsea guy ah. you're the Chelsea guy you're uh, the Chelsea guy on on <laughs> on our footy with podcast platform so because we saw we saw the whole thing that happened Lukaku Thomas Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel's coming out to the press conference saying they don't want what Lukaku went to the media. It's a lot of noise, so they don't want that distraction. And moving on, Liverpool, Chelsea, or Chelsea, Liverpool. We saw Lukaku being dropped. So what's going on? Is this, is this, is this going to turn out to be another Arteta, Aubameyang? And for what, for whatever reason, I don't know why Lukaku had to go out to the press to start saying all that. It shows you're not loyal. It shows it shows a whole lot of things are going going on behind the scene that we don't know. But let me just leave it to you as a Chelsea fan to give us some analysis on this current happening at Chelsea. Well, uh, with, with, with Lukaku, I see Lukaku as being a child. Who wow. is looking for a way to air his views? No, but that's, that's the truth. Yeah. Lukaku is not the first player who has come into Chelsea and was dropped because of injury, because of um, um, COVID, 
and at the end you were dropped in or, or you had your injury against Juventus and that was in October I think late late October and because of that you've had um ankle injuries which you've not come back from you're still at the end after the injuries you at you, you got covid and in that same span it took you a while for you to get fit and at the yeah. end of the whole thing at the beginning of december you went you went all the way to italy and and you you sat in an interview bad mountain um the club and talking but was that, but was, that was that bad mountain or it was just Aaron's yeah, opinion mountain, any, look at, now do you know that as a senior player who he is there are, some, there are some things that he would say that would actually bring down the, the how do I put it, the, the togetherness in that team. Yeah, I understand all that because the, the team's camera yeah. there are so many young players who are actually looking up to him. Even the decision made by Toko has, you know, has a ripple yeah. effect on the players already. The players are talking. Like I saw today, there were that some players that were not happy because Lukaku was was ousted from the team so things like this they have they have their own now, backlash yeah they have their own backlash but i would with with Tuchel's, um decision well according to him no decision has been made but it was it was of the best interest of the football club to rest lukaku which i was in the hundred and one and be dropped Let's not forget that we had Ibrahimovic who came into Chelsea his first season and was being booed by the Chelsea fans, saying he doesn't know how to play football. But it is the same Jorginho who has come in two, three years later and has been in the back. Yeah. On, I don't know if you get, if you get on what I'm saying. And for once, he didn't go out to the media to say nothing. We have an Alonso who was not getting game time, but for once never went to the media to go and say nothing. We had we had Rudiger who had problems under under Frank Lampard. And for once, never went to the media to could say it, nothing. And sorry, sorry, I, I just want to ask. One more. Could it be? Could it be? He was taken out of context in that his interview with Sky Sports. Now, I I followed up on the interview and I realized that the brother of the interviewer said that Lukaku was tired of Chelsea. This was not on camera. So tired of he, tired he, of Chelsea or tired of him being sitting on the bench because no, there are two not, things. Not, not just tired of Chelsea. I could come out. I could come out to say. I could come out to say I'm I'm tired of of waking up every morning to 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 resume at my office 8 a.m. But does it mean I'm tired of working for my office? No. I, I believe I believe that these kind of questions can be answered. I'm just using that as, as an example, though. So my organization don't tend to see me say this, and they say I'm, I'm tired of them. <laughs> no, actually, it, it happens to every one of us. Those of yeah. us who do who does the nine to five jobs, at some mm. point you wake up and say you are tired. You cannot even stand up to go to the work to to, to, to the office. Now yeah, it's, to to it's different place, from yeah. you are tired of going there and you wouldn't want to go there at all. Now because came up with i'm tired of chelsea i'm tired of living in london and he said he said too many things that shouldn't have been said first you are a, my my i don't know i don't know i don't know how he was thinking in his head i don't know how it came about or how he was able to spit it out of his mouth look up who had just one month out just one month out and you are, you are quick to criticize the gameplay of the of the man of the of your manager of the manager you are quick, you are quick to yeah, you are quick to criticize the 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 um, the city where where you're living in. You are also quick to 
to criticize the football club that signed you for 97 million their pounds. Yeah, you can continue, continue, continue. Okay. If, if you can come out to say this, why in the first place are you hungry to play for Chelsea Football Club? Yeah, I was about now, to ask that have... question. I was about to because ask that question. Are... Yeah. If, if you are going to go through a phase of life and you will tell me that you are not going to come through challenges, it's a lie. Now, you had, it's not like you didn't play from the beginning of the season. You, the season started out in August. And you had played all the way from August all through, all through to, to, to when you had your injury in, in, mm. in October. Now, because you had, you had a stint on the, on the sideline for a month, you come out to say these kind of, these kind of things. It's, it's, un, it's uncalled for, for a professional, for, for, for crying out loud. It's not it's, assuming it was a missing mount, or no, not mm. a missing mount because missing mount is too low to open the mount to see such kind of things. If you are going to talk about, uh, I don't know who I'm going to use, who, who will come if despite the fact that in Arsenal, Obamayan has been has been stripped of his captaincy, I have not heard anything from him. Yeah, we've not heard his it own only, opinion. It, it, it only tells you how professional this guy is and how unprofessional Lukaku has turned out to be. If you are writing interviews without we. Yeah, what baffles me with what baffles me with footballers of nowadays? I think I'll go back to I'll go back to a phrase a friend of mine keeps saying that the most loyal, the ever loyal footballer he has known on earth ever since he started watching football is Francesco Totti. That Francesco yes. Totti has done the Jesse for Roma from his youth days up until when he retired. You know, the, the, what baffles me really is. Lukaku, a few months ago when he resigned for Chelsea, I still watched his media, the first press conference he had after he resigned for Chelsea in August during the summer. And we could hear all the good words he was saying. I'm back to make a statement in the EPL. I'm back to say this, da 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 I'm going to put in my best. I'm going to do this. And all of and a sudden, four months, yeah, four home. months, four months, five months down the line, four months actually down the line. The story has changed. So it just keeps showing it just keeps to show that footballers of nowadays, they're sport brat, sports piece of shit. Some of them. You know, they don't want to put in now, the work anymore. I, I would I would like to add something to it. Now I feel that Lukaku's actions we are triggered by the fact that that inter fans we are not happy about his departure. So he tried as much as possible to to talk. To, in to want to please them, of, yeah, of, or, 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 or to please them, and in the course of doing this, he overtalked and displeased the, the club that is paying him presently. Now, he wants to be in the good books of, of Inter Milan fans. Yeah, he said in the beginning of the interview he would like to come back even in his heydays at his good at the prime of his career, which means if he's offered if Inter offers to take him for one, one million pounds, he's ready to, mm. to, to accept the offer. That's what he's trying to say. All he's trying to do is be in the good books of Inter Milan, and at the same time, be create create uh, uh, a little misunderstanding in the, in the in the Chelsea dressing room. I, I don't think he expected that this interview would have would have come out this early. Okay, that's not an excuse. Though. Come out this early. That's but not an excuse. An excuse. It's he, not he an excuse. For any reason, have even yes. accepted the interview and yeah. accepted some questions as a professional that he is. Well, it's on. It's on. Just so, so, so what, what does this mean? Just, just round off. Just, just for us to round off on this. So, does it mean him being ousted from, ousted from the the team, 
Is there a time frame? Is there a period? Or he was just rested for the Liverpool game? Are we going to see him against yeah, Tottenham in the car? No, as in, when is he rested? As in, taken out of the squad? Is a form of rest too. <laughs> so does it mean we'll see yeah, him against exactly. Tottenham in the Carabao Cup semi-final? No, it's, it's going to be up to the manager and the football club to decide. Because um, from from what, what I have tried to gather from this news or, or from this story is... Um, the club is actually displeased with the act of Romelu Lukaku and definitely there will be punishments for it. Now, the punishments, I don't know. I believe they might leave the punishments to the manager to carry out. But in footballing terms, we realize that Chelsea need this player one way or the other. But if they can grind out a 2-2 draw with an informed Liverpool team, I believe they can do it without Lukaku, even in the Carabao Cup, which is very true. This is going to show the mental fortitude of Thomas Tuchel and of the team without Lukaku. So I believe it's, it's all down to, to the manager to to wield his his iron rod i don't know how he's going to do it i don't know how many matches he's going to give him i don't know what he's going to have to do because i also heard Tuko saying that he had to tell lukaku to speak to his teammates which means it also means he has offended his teammates either yeah, like I said, they, than yeah they, they, these things do have backlash what Lukaku exactly. did, it's going to yeah. have a backlash. What the club and Toko did yeah. as well, it's going to have a backlash. It's all about it's looking or finding a balance. But football, exactly. so, it's not managing football. It's not <laughs> easy, man. It's not. It's nice yeah. doing this with you, yeah. Chimamaka, on episode nine yes, of the EPL weekly review on Footwit Podcast. Like I mentioned, Footwit. Please, we enjoy you guys to follow us on our social media platform. We want to build our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. And also just click on the notification button to get notification when our video drops. And also we are on Instagram at FootyWit. We're on Twitter at FootyWit. Still currently we're not running it at the moment due to some restriction where we run it from Nigeria. We're on Anchor. We're on Google Post, Google Podcasts. And we are on Spotify. You can listen to the audio version of our podcast. Please, we're enjoying you to continue to do that. And also, please, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you so much, Chamamaka, once again. My name is Ace Anthony, the host with the most and with some toast on Footwood Podcast. Thank you very much. Stay safe. Bye.